0: Radio Tiny House is on the air. or should I say good afternoon?
1: Today it's afternoon.
0: It is afternoon. Welcome to episode nine of Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith.
1: I'm Beth Smith.
0: Today's uh, Tuesday, November 10th. We try to do this every Tuesday morning, uh, but we had a...
1: Our uh, plans were foiled.
0: A confunctionary thing. I don't know if that's a real word, but it sounds pretty good. Uh, today, um, we had our littles this morning because uh, their mom, our daughter, uh, had to be on a conference call when we normally do our
1: Half day. Our, yeah. We podcast.
0: switched off. So, we, yeah, we flipped days today, so we got the littles this morning, which is always fun to have them. Um, our grandson uh, has a fractured ankle, so yep. he's a little hobbled right now.
1: He did that under our care.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, but not under our direction. He was right. not sure what he was doing. He, he was dancing around, or jumping around, I guess, and he yeah. hurt his knee. Right. And Beth put a Band-Aid on his knee, and then five minutes later, he whacked his ankle into the wooden base of our sofa and um, broke his ankle.
1: Yeah. So, so we, uh,
0: today he goes to the orthopod, and um, maybe they'll cast it.
1: Maybe. We'll see.
0: It'd be fun because we could sign it then.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but well. he can't go to school uh, to get it signed because they're being homeschooled right now. Right. So anyway, yeah. welcome today, no matter what time of day it is where we are or where you are. Um Whatever time of day it is, I'm, I'm happy to be here with Beth and her beautiful, sparkly eyes. I'm afraid you're Not, making No, I'm good. Weird I'm, noises. See, look, I'm, I'm right where I want to be. Okay. Um, So today we're going to talk about a few things we're going to talk about. First, we're going to talk about this today. Uh, Beth and I attended a virtual tiny house Summit. I, I wrote it
1: down. Where's the piece oh, of the paper? The piece of paper
0: is over here. I, I'm sorry. I, I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is I was important being efficient. stuff for me. Tiny. Uh, oh, no, no. That's uh, not oh, it. That's not it. So that's, <laughs> that's never mind. That's the not the piece of paper.
1: paper. <laughs> All right. Did it you, was.
0: Did you write it down on this paper? <laughs> This is all we have left.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought I wrote it down. So, I wrote else
0: it down. was a tiny house global summit, I think they uh, may have yeah, called I it. It was, was a it was global something or another. Yeah. And uh, I so we'll, it's
1: a global tiny house summit.
0: Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, life after COVID. Co- Bleh, should bleh. we just start over? No, we're not going to start over. This is live.
1: If, if, I think we should just like start over. If
0: this was radio, we wouldn't be starting over. <laughs> sure. Life after COVID, not after COVID. Right. A uh, completely different subject. Um, the benefits of an ADU during a pandemic. Who yep. benefits the most from that? How to make that happen? If you've and got a loved the one. Secret that can't.
1: here is what is an ADU? We're not talking about we'll, that. We'll
0: talk about that. Uh, or an ADU, yeah. which is goodbye. Uh, but not spelled the same way. Uh, we'll talk about our sponsor today, which is Rhapsody and Blooms. We have a new sponsor. It's not us. It's not Tough Shed.
1: Right. <laughs> Sadly.
0: Yeah. Um, we've got some tiny house news we'll talk about. And uh, we'll talk about Beth's Workshop one more time. Yep. May, well, probably several mm-hmm. more no, times no, until it right. happens. And uh, then we'll wrap it up. So I think that's uh, our topics for today, unless you yep. can think of something else off the top of your head. Oh
1: well, there are lots of things on the top of my head. Who knows what L- we listen, might talk about? There are about.
0: so many things in her head uh, about everything. <laughs> but there are
1: so many things in my head. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> she is uh, an encyclopedia of um, uh, of everything that has to do with tiny houses, and maybe not everything, but much that has to do with tiny houses and shed homes and um
1: because i've been studying it forever yeah
0: she has for for a,
1: a few years
0: <laughs> one day i'll say how many no. and then you'll see no, me you get slapped will. on youtube
1: <laughs> you never will say how many
0: <sighs> oh so again welcome to the tiny house summit uh,
1: it's yeah. it's an
0: interesting thing to watch um
1: a virtual summit a
0: virtual summit yeah because the it's it's just weird something that you should be there in person it's just weird to watch it on you know a tiny little we, 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 we i mean we watch it on our, our massive tv right but it's it's still weird to see them in this
1: confined stra- space confined I think. space yeah well and i think they were the whole idea of this tiny house summit was that they wanted to kind of have it be feel like a live event but sadly uh that's hard
0: it's to very, pull that
1: it, off and make it um, interesting and make it the, you know, you're looking at video quality. There's right. all kinds of things. And, you know, movies take years to produce, and that's the level of video we're used to. Right. And we here at Radio Tiny House... Just do just a streaming video because we do want that feel of the radio show, right?
0: right? Right, yeah. We we want this just to be a recorded conversation that's fun and interesting between us.
1: But there are two of us, so we interact with each other. We could put
0: another person like right could. here.
1: By the way, I'm decorating. I just want anybody to know I'm trying to decorate. <laughs> haven't gotten very far yet. Um, but, you know, I think it was really hard for the people that were the presenters to work in that environment because – I think most of them weren't really TV types. Zach from Tiny House Nation yeah. was probably the most comfortable in the and, setting. And he did it. I think he did, he did a great job. Pretty he, good job.
0: Although his, he was using the um, webcam on his camera. Yeah,
1: and that's just very good I, I
0: haven't found one yet that's as, as good no. quality as a, as a phone, which is what we're using, uh, or a mirrorless or a DSLR camera, which we're getting ready to actually purchase to do some more of this. Yeah. And, and a few more things. That well, I on. kept
1: advocating because we want to go on the road to just use our phones um, and because the quality is so good. But there's so many things you can't do with it. You know, zooms and then you're getting loading up all your phone stuff. And so we're, you know, back to the not to get in that weed. But um, the thing about the virtual conference, I think if you're new to tiny homes or just thinking about it, it might be worth the 25 bucks to buy the right. thing. And that's what they're selling it for, honestly. But that's as much as I've seen it on Facebook, of course, you know, Facebook knows I'm into tiny houses, so they show me this thing all the time. But they probably didn't make that much money because they were advertising all the time. And Facebook ads are expensive. They
0: are expensive. They are they didn't used to be, but they've gotten very expensive. Now, right. they did have a couple of, of uh, sponsors. Um, right. And the sponsors all got to speak, which was kind of nice. Um because they, they were, there were there are some interesting products out there that
1: um, kind of are tiny way. homes,
0: shed homes, um, but could be used in a larger house as well if you wanted to do that.
1: But they are um, very popular in the tiny home community, such right. as solar, such as um, what else was the oh, oh heated, solar, floors. heated floors? Heated floors—that's
0: a big that's thing right something now. Something
1: I'm working on. We talked about that last right. week. We're getting a rug buddy for our front and, and, of ours and heated section. floors. Let
0: me tell you a story about Beth and heated floors. Uh, we were in Norway. And our first night in Norway, we stayed at uh, a, a wonderful uh, Radisson SAS hotel.
1: And let, in, let's be clear, Nor- Norway in May is not warm. No, it, they is, it think was it's not. Warm. They think it's warm. I do not.
0: We froze our butts off. Right. But our first night there, maybe our first two nights there, we were in Oslo at the uh, Radisson SAS. It's changed names now. I don't know what it is.
1: I've
0: got it. Um and they had a heated floor mm. in the bathroom mm. that you could turn on or You could or lay off. down on. And that's what Beth did. <laughs> she was chilly. Yeah. I mean, we were. it was cold. And um, she laid down on the floor and just kind of turned to this pool of jello. Right. Which uh, I don't know
1: if I would lay on the floor during COVID now, but uh, then it didn't seem so germy. I didn't care.
0: Right. So no. I laid on
1: the bathroom floor yeah. and got warm
0: and got warm yeah. got very warm it was awesome so yeah lots of the places we stayed in Norway had heated floors and right. and you know I had never experienced that before either and I think it's becoming more and more prevalent here yeah. uh, and accepted here uh, certainly not a, a way to, to heat your entire home but mm-hmm. it's certainly a great what?
1: well if your home is 150 square feet it might be really reasonable might be reasonable
0: you might have really, really warm feet, but uh-huh. be freezing on your head.
1: Well, they have proven that if your feet are warm, your, the rest of your, body, rest of your body, body will be warm. So you know that's pretty. It's pretty efficient actually to right. do it that way.
0: So, so yeah, that's love pretty cool. But
1: so that was a that we went in a rabbit hole. We
0: did go in a rabbit hole, but one of the one of their sponsors was uh, a heated floor right company.
1: It's so solar heated floor and something else I can't remember right now, which is not good for the global conference because <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but it was you know it was interesting i i have kicked around the thoughts of doing a summit of course you know i'm like trying to do youtube stuff and i'm trying to do radio tiny house and be a grandmother and um have i work sometimes i kind of work as a for freelancing stuff that i do and um you know getting time to do it is just seems kind of a little overwhelming but i really feel like it we need a shed Uh, Virtual conference, shed a tiny home shed thing, whatever, Um, and I think I'm called to it, so I'll have to try to figure out how to do it. Um,
0: As far as I know, there's not been a shed to home summit.
1: Right, we had Bo. I forget his last name, who has a big shed-to-home right. Facebook group, um, and I'm part of that. And he did a really good job. But He did
0: do a good job, and he actually had a great picture. Yeah. His was the best.
1: His was probably on one of the better. Video quality. Yeah. And so, but we watched it, and we skimmed through some of it, because, you know, obviously, you know, this is a subject I feel like I know a lot about, but... um, you know, if you're if you're new to tiny homes and you want to try it out for 25 bucks, I'm sure Facebook will offer it to you. It's, you know, up if you google it tiny global tiny home conference, I think it is. Right. Um, but you know, I would love to put one together for us at some point. That's not in this year. This is no. 2021. I
0: think I, I do think we think should we look at spring it. of next year.
1: I think we could do it. March, April. But yeah, but but, but no. But, but yeah, but I don't <laughs> not right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get through Jan, uh, November, and December, and into January. 1st. Right.
0: Yes, we're not going to do that right now. That no. that takes a ton of planning. One one of the the big things when you have when you have that um, is that you're rely, the the host group, whoever that is. It doesn't matter whether it's tiny houses or uh, surgical devices or whatever it may be. Um, they are relying on their speakers for their video and their audio quality.
1: Oh, but contrary, you can do I I wouldn't rely on it that way.
0: No. There are things you can and, and should do right to to have requirements for internet speed, uh for microphones, for cameras. Don't and if you're gonna ever participate in one of these things, look, a webcam on your on your computer is fine for Zoom calls. If you're calling into work and you've got a, a conference you've gotta do, but as a consumer I expect when I pay for something that the video quality and the audio quality is going to be.
1: Of course, we're really picky because I am very picky. We are Barry is a voice actor, and so he wants to make sure it sounds really well done. Well, that, but also we spend a lot of time
0: recording stuff. Beth is a. uh, We were in a a group together. Beth has a beautiful singing voice. She won't sing today, I don't think. No, maybe if we although I was on
1: a podcast. Two weeks ago, that he made me sing really, yeah. Barry doesn't even know I didn't know about it, but anyway, um, they yeah, they tricked me, but <laughs> they
0: tricked you into singing. <laughs> they me into singing.
1: <laughs> how does that work? Well, I, I've yet know, to be
0: able to do that, all
1: right. Well, I didn't know him, I couldn't say, I didn't know how to say no, but so
0: we've we've spent time in studios, yes, lots. Um, I, um, you know, produced audio and video for, for various churches that we were uh, members of, and I'm very picky about. Uh, picture quality and this is not great, but this is YouTube. I'm not. I'm not concerned about that right now. Um, but I'm a stickler for good audio, and we had. A, we've had a couple of episodes where uh, I was almost embarrassed about. You know, our first episode, maybe our second episode. Was, like,
1: how would we I was embarrass you? I was
0: not really pleased with the audio quality. But since we've since we've we've beefed up some things, we've right. gotten some new microphones. I love these Lewitt microphones, and Lewitt is not sponsoring us. Um,
1: we'll make a call this week I will make I keep a call saying this that.
0: week yes Lewitt, hey send us send it's us some true. more stuff to test right um but um anyway so the summit was interesting if you're if you're just starting out in in the search for uh, a tiny house or, or a shed home uh you're starting to dream about it it's a good resource uh I don't know if the price is gonna go up
1: I don't know I don't know it was 25 bucks for 30 days of access yes. and then I don't know after that but, you know, or even
0: if it's still for sale right now. I'm assuming I'm it assuming is. I'm assuming it is. But it's a good resource and, and some good information. Um, now, honestly, we didn't listen to all the speakers. Right. Uh, there were a couple that I started to listen to and just went, no,
1: <laughs> can't right.
0: do it. Bad picture, bad audio. Well,
1: you know, and that's hard because, um, you know, when you're producing something like this, people are working from home, blah, blah. And, you know, you, we're all relying on whatever the Internet can give us right now. Yes. Um, but, you know, last week in my in our Tiny Houses Shed Homes Facebook group, I go live every Sunday evening. Um, I've started doing like a during the day and then do a watch party in the evening because to try to help folks who have – well, sometimes we're doing tours of houses and you can't do that in the dark. Right. So we're doing kind of that. But, you know, usually Sunday night, 8 o'clock, something's going on in my Facebook group. Well, I had um, – uh, Scott and Rhonda, who I'd been trying to get in, and we had some conflicts and whatever. So finally, we got together on Sunday, and the internet just failed us. It was the uh, the video was terrible. Right, the information was great, but the video was terrible. And um, I didn't want to take it down because it had taken us so long to get it. Uh, get it to happen and they have an amazingly beautiful shed home that they've converted it's the lofted barn like we're in right and i wish they'd just come do this one and then i wouldn't have to deal with it but they're (laughs) in louisiana
0: a schoolhouse a recording studio a guest studio podcast
1: studio when you live tiny you have to have lots of things that's right anyway um so they um we were relying on their phone Internet and you know, Facebook Live is casual, it's fine, right? But it was so bad. And I debated about this for about 36 hours. I finally deleted it and then did a summary. We had some good video, so we had I did a summary underneath the good video that they had posted in the group.
0: Oh, good, so, so people can still see
1: what they were doing, but then I kind of synthesized our conversation. And it was really hard for me to do that. But back to the point of, I think we're in a sophisticated of a situation that even through COVID, we expect a certain level of things. And so people are not going to sit through things that are complicated and hard to watch and hard to hear. And I am I mean, honestly, if I'm listening to a podcast and the audio is crap, I turn it off.
0: Yeah, I I do as well. So
1: anyway, we're off that. So we're
0: we're hoping that we're not giving crap audio right no. now now and people can see that interview or people can see the uh scott's house at oh, your oh, group yeah, yeah. page
1: tiny houses shed homes
0: on facebook yep uh you'll have to join to, yep. s- to see it if you're, and, not, if you're not a member and then... i
1: both uh um what would we do doing screen you screen,
0: screen yes yeah you. we uh, we screen uh heavily yes <laughs> <laughs> right um so, yeah, that's uh, Tiny Houses, Shed Homes. If there are you, about
1: 2,000 members in that group. We just started a little while ago. So uh, come and join. And, you know, if you're interested, peruse through it. Add to the conversation. You know, the thing about Facebook groups is it's a lot about the moderator and less about the conversation. And I'm trying to flip it where it's more about the conversation and less about the moderator. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's hard to get right now. People are kind of. Most, trying to decide what they want to do most with Most groups
0: only have a few active people in them. Right. And um since we've started our group, I've I've tried to be more active in the groups that I'm in.
1: Right. Because it, you see it, it from it, the it other end. It gets
0: boring and and one person that, that starts to contribute can really drive a bunch of other people to do the same thing. Right. Um and it's not, you know, nobody's going to grade you on it. Nobody's going to look at it and say, "Oh, uh, you you didn't spell this word correctly." Right. Um, and we don't do politics in our no, group. No, so. this
1: is a non-political group. Yeah, that's
0: right. Unless it has to do with tiny, tiny houses and shed home legislation uh, or something like yeah, that. If
1: you want to call that politics, well, I guess you could call it that. You could laws, call it politi-
0: laws. Yeah,
1: and that's frustrating. But we we know that, and we'll talk about that more. Yes. Okay. So now I'm looking at the I'm looking at the topics. Yeah.
0: Topic number. We're already at 18 minutes. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, topic number two: Life after COVID. I, I find this fascinating. Zach talked about this on the 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 Tiny House Summit. Global summit, global tiny house, whatever it's called. I'm just trying to cover all my bases there because <laughs> global. I've is had in the a word complete if you brain fart and I do not remember the name. I of know this.
1: there's global in there,
0: somewhere. <laughs> know, and tiny house is in there somewhere. So this is and terrible. I, we apologize. And
1: I thought I wrote it down. To, I did not. So anyway,
0: life at Zach brought up this, and I thought, what a great topic to talk about. Life after COVID. Are you going to go back to your same old job? Uh, Many people you're, are
1: not because they will not they exist they will not
0: right hitting the highway every day driving for an hour and a half to work an hour and a half home sitting in traffic eating in the car you know one or two meals a day um do you really want to go back to a cubicle uh or well, to your and breathing uh, your uh, breathe
1: in that cubicle with all the other people well, in the cubicles you would be
0: breathing in the cubicle whether there was covid you know or what not I mean. right i know what you mean um and do you want to go back to the same old house and the same old subdivision with the same old neighborhood, uh, neighbors, or do you want to do something better or different?
1: Well, I mean, I do think some people are very happy in that life. I think that so. Subdivision life. We tried it. We didn't like it. We never really were drawn to that. But, um, you know, I think we're seeing it now. Land in Texas is skyrocketing as people are fleeing California. We talked about this a little bit. Land in Colorado has gone ape. Because people are trying in to... Idaho. And Idaho, right. Because people are fleeing. Places in Texas that do not require restrictant, restrictions, like to build a tiny house, to build a shed house, they are flying off the shelves, if right. you will. Um, there's a realtor in Texas that is... I was trying to get to come on my um, my group and talk about that topic and how to find things because she has found this niche of finding people tiny home pieces of land. I've reached out to her. We'll see. Um, You know, at the heart, again, we've talked about this is hard to do because there are so many laws and restrictions. But if you can find a way to make it work for you, um, but you know, not everybody wants to live an hour away from a city. Not everybody wants to do that. So we're really pushing for legislation within cities that uh, where if you want to live tiny and, you know, most cities have like 1800 square feet or a thousand right. square feet and and housing um, has gotten that first rung of the housing ladder is so far up now because if you you know even habitat and we'll talk a little bit about one that's coming up habitat uh, homes started about hundred and fifteen thousand dollars right that to cross that six figure mark makes even habitat houses really difficult for people to accomplish. Um, And we have a Habitat, some Habitat news we'll talk about a little bit. But, you know, getting on that first rung, my daughter, our our daughter, who's the florist, she's trying to get her first home and she's looking at, you know, some various first time home buyer funding. And I'm trying to find help her with that because, you know, what do I do? I speak house. (laughs) Speak house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, honey, this is what I do. And I live and breathe. Let me help you. She walks
0: around going door, door, window, window, floors.
1: Yeah. Um, but, you know, she is looking for something uh, and, and wants to make sure she can have the a place in the city. And she's not she doesn't want to live tiny, but she wants to be able to expand and have an ADU, which we're going to talk about, or an extra place in her basement or right. her mother-in-law suite or whatever. And, um, you know, so we're trying to be very selective about the place that she chooses to live because they're very constraining. And that's part of the political piece of this is that we're – you know, and I I just – I hate the whole tent city thing, and I just think we can do so much better than that.
0: Well, yeah, we can and we should. Because that Um, first
1: rung is way too high and way too hard to maintain.
0: Right. And that's – And some people are doing that in different communities, and we'll talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. Um, But uh, you're right. It's very difficult for people – for first time home buyers to find something that's reasonable. Now,
1: right. Or people who have gone through COVID and don't have, don't know what their ha- their uh, work situation right. is or can't step down. Like if you're in a $400,000 house and your job
0: goes, goes away, away, what do you do? Right.
1: What what do you fi- fall to? You know, a tent in the middle of the city under a bridge? Right. I hope not. So we ne- really need something in that mid range, you know. You know there are two hundred thousand dollar houses, but under a hundred thousand is really hard to find unless you're way out.
0: Right, and and the other thing that that uh, that I'd like to impress upon people with this is that this is a great time to really sit back and think about what it is you want your life to be. Do you want to be in that grind all the time, or do would you like to do something on your own? Um, have a um, I don't want to say minimalist lifestyle because I think we have a very rich and full lifestyle where we are.
1: Yeah, we just have less crap.
0: We just have less, Actually, less crap in our life. we
1: have stuff because we have a barn and we have a shed and right. we have two houses. So we do have a lot of stuff because we have to maintain all of that. Right. But we've tried to minimize it as much as we can And, um, you know, when you're living on land and you have to have goat food and you have to build things, you have to have things to do that. Right. So I think we're trying to be conscious of that. But I don't know that we are like we're certainly not minimalist. Well, no. Especially if you look around our house after the grandkids have been in it for
0: the day. My goodness. Yes. (laughs) We
1: are not minimalist. We. um, (laughs) It comes out of the storage places.
0: But we used to. I mean, part of when we were much younger, um, part of our entertainment, if you will. Was going to the mall and buying things. Yeah. When Ikea opened, we went to Ikea just, we so to, just to buy stuff. Right. And we don't really do that that much anymore. No. Um,
1: so we try to be it, cognizant of that.
0: We, I mean, we take care of the the grandkids and the, um, the animals and things like that. But we just don't go out and buy things just
1: to entertain to, ourselves. To entertain ourselves. Yeah. And
0: if we do, if we need to buy something, then we generally question each other. What, what do we need to get rid of? So Beth... I mean, when we, when we lived in our big house um, in Alpharetta before we moved up uh, here to the mountains, Beth had shoes everywhere.
1: I do love shoes. And now
0: she does this thing where if she buys a new pair of shoes, she gets rid of an old pair of
1: shoes. Yeah, and I hate it, but I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> because we have 33 inches of closet space. Right. And only a certain limited amount of places I can put my shoes within the house, and there's I try to keep them all together, but I can't because we are living small. But, yeah, shoes. Don't get me started on that. So, anyway, onward. To, to wrap
0: up, it's uh, not wrap up the whole thing, but wrap up this segment. It's um, a good time to think about what you want. If you really want a tiny house, if you want to uh, explore the idea of having a tiny house or a shed home on some property.
1: Mortgage-free. Uh, mortgage-free. Free, mortgage-free.
0: Uh, living a simpler life. Doing it. If you want to be in a city limits, start looking at what you need to do to do that. Right, you know, because I got to tell you the the satisfaction factor, and I I guess you could call it a happiness factor, has gone off the charts for me. Um, we're doing things we never thought we would do um, by working in a corporate environment, mostly because we didn't have a whole lot of time to do things. I mean, you know, I'd drive to work when we lived out in Washington State; it was almost two hours to my hospital and then two hours home every evening. Right. And when you spend that much time in the car, you get home and you just go, eh, what's for supper? And then I'm going to bed.
1: Right. I, you know, I, I think, um, and and the other piece of the mortgage-free, that was why we started this whole adventure right. was we wanted to be mortgage-free because we didn't want to have people controlling what we had to do in order to have a house, a roof over our head. Right. Um, and I think as we've been able to develop the concept of, not having that expense. I mean, we have bills, don't get me wrong, but the level of them is so different that um, I think it's made a huge uh, stress reduction in our lives.
0: Most definitely, yeah. Uh, Moving on, we're going to talk real quickly about the benefits of, uh, of an ADU. Uh, and I've got during a pandemic, but I mean, ben- they're ben- they're beneficial to have whether there's a pandemic going on or there's good economic times going on.
1: Well, let's talk about what that is.
0: Okay, what is an ADU?
1: Right. Hey, both.
0: Well, do you know what an ADU is? <laughs>
1: really? <laughs> um, so, an ADU is an accessory dwelling unit, and most um, communities offer you a way to build something not. Let me back up and say many communities will within their codes, but there are many subdivisions and codes, codes and HOAs that won't let you have this. But if you live just like in a community um, and you want a place for grandma or mom or dad, get them out of the nursing home where, you know, they're all getting COVID together, right? Right. And you want a safe place for them um, or you have a veteran in your family that's struggling with homelessness to have an ADU in your backyard, to be able to give them a safe place to be, I think, is really an important thing that I think is continuing to happen. Right. The more and more people are letting that. And I think COVID is going to be a big shift in that because I think people are going to say, I don't want my mom to live in the nursing home if she can manage it by herself right. or dad. And we're seeing a lot of people doing that with shed homes. They're just putting a shed in the backyard and putting grandma or whatever in the backyard. Um, depending on your code, well, in, obviously in the shed, in not the shed. just sticking her out there, right, right. Um, but
0: getting her water from the bird bath.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think having an, a, an accessory dwelling unit in your backyard, and that's one of the things we're looking for with Robin, our daughter, is we're going to make sure that she's going to be able to have that in the place where she buys. Right. She'll be able, if it doesn't come with it, that she'll be able to have that because, you know, she might need to put me in the backyard or she might need to put you in the backyard or a family member of some sort. Right. So I think it makes sense to try to make plan for now. And we talk about tiny homes and I always tell people, look. Plan a way for you to add on because your life is going to change. Yep. If you can have an ADU in your backyard or your side yard or whatever, I think that's really key too. And I think we're all reevaluating what that is. And oh, and then the other thing that an ADU can function as, doesn't have to be, but it's similar, is having a home office in your backyard. That's
0: exactly right. If
1: you're already busting at the seams in your house and you can put up, I mean, we are, I think. Many of you know that our house has gone viral, but it's a tough shed. Shed, right? That was kind of the plan was to put it in your backyard and make it a home office, but we decided to put it in our front yard. Well, actually, <laughs> we're in our daughter's backyard now, but uh, and make it our home.
0: Or she's in our front yard. I yeah, don't know. I don't know
1: which. Is somebody coming in our space? No,
0: the mailman just dropped off several packages oh. on the porch of the shop office. Uh, so. I'm
1: like, what's happening? <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, because we get so many. We shop. Amazon, Amazon a lot and we chop whatever. We have almost everything delivered here now and um because we do have a lofted barn, it has a front porch. So we've asked them to put all of the stuff on the front porch to keep it away from the rain and whatever, and that's what we're hearing.
0: Now, occasionally we I mean, we we started doing that because they were leaving packages at our daughter's house on the steps. And, and they were getting our, wet. Our, they were getting wet and are not my dogs.
1: Right. We're taking them uh, we're all over the property. We're taking
0: the packages, and one day the dogs ate an entire um,
1: bottle? bottle
0: of turmeric. Yeah. I'm not sure what they thought it was going to be, but they enjoyed it, and every single pill was gone.
1: <laughs> well, their inflammation was taken care that's
0: of. That's true. That. Their, yes, their inflammation was taken care of. So, all right. So I anyway, think that's
1: enough of that.
0: Of the ADU? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So, our sponsor today, and we have a a real sponsor today, which is kind of nice. We do. Is Rhapsody and Blooms. And they specialize in elegant weddings and events across the Southeast. Um, They do beautiful work. I mean, honestly, their flowers are um, phenomenal.
1: Well, we're prejudiced because it's our daughter.
0: Yes, we are. I was not going to say that.
1: No, I know, but hey. And I help sometimes, uh, it, so that's why they're phenomenal, Yeah, right? Beth helps.
0: I, I help occasionally. I don't do any floral design, but I when Robin needs something uh, moved, heavy that's moved, she needs my truck or she needs me. So um, yeah. I'll go and sit. One day I even helped. I, ha- I had pneumonia.
1: Well, we didn't know you had pneumonia, I think. No, no. So give her a website.
0: So, yes, her website is uh, rhapsodyinblooms.com.
1: And she's on Instagram and Facebook under that same That's handle. right.
0: So, yeah, you can find her anywhere. Yep. Okay. So- tiny house news you ready yeah. for this yeah i am we've got a couple i'm gonna to have to open up a uh, you're not gonna be able to see it here because we're not connected that way yet but we should
1: do that we could yeah we could do but that then it becomes complicated it
0: becomes more complicated that's not the one i wanted to open all right so oh i closed it oh well we'll talk about it anyway so in uh, jackson county florida uh, there is a, a new tiny homes that are going in that Habitat for Humanity is building right And it's um, Habitat is looking at them whoa don't move. We just had a nuclear explosion. It's shining <laughs> off of my hair, I'm sure. Um, uh, he's
1: referring, by the way, as opposed who is listening on audio, he's referring to his hair reflecting a, light, a light in the video. A
0: light flare. I'm not <laughs> sure what that was. It's a light flare of the hair.
1: Oh, well, oh, let me back up and say the reason we're videoing it is we are using this on our um, YouTube channel, right. which will be named the same as my Facebook group, Tiny Houses Shed Homes. And I'm behind. I I will confess I'm behind, but I'm trying to get like four or five videos up this week. But I just can't seem to get it all done. But, you know, well, there you go. Well, I mean, you know, but it anyway. is what it
0: is. Right. right? But right? these
1: will be up. So if these you have friends, will, these... if you want to, you know, uh, catch them on YouTube, they'll be up on YouTube.
0: Right. But anyway, uh, Habitat for for Humanity is going to build these four tiny houses. Uh, they've gotten an approval to do it. I think they've got the land they're going to build it on. But so far, they haven't found anybody to be in them yet. So they're basically, Habitat is basically building these on spec.
1: Oh, well, they will.
0: I know. And their hope is that they'll be able to put veterans in them or uh, seniors in them who need a place to live, but who don't want to have a large home. And this also allows Habitat to build a smaller home Uh, On a smaller lot and faster than they would normally be able to do their build their two or three bedroom home because you've got to have a much larger lot to do that.
1: In fact, and I I read two articles, I'm not sure if I'm mixing them up, but it feels like I remember that they're putting four homes on this space. They are. That would be for one. Right. But there's a lot of rules about that, but they're, you know, complying. Um, And they are looking at. creating what I think is amazing, which is a pocket neighborhood. Right. I've been following an architect called – his name is Ross Chapin, and he does the most beautiful neighborhoods. He doesn't do subdivisions. He does neighborhoods. And I think that's what we all crave. It is. We don't really – we all don't know any better because we've seen subdivisions. But when you see his pocket neighborhoods, they're amazing. He's got most of them out on the West Coast, um, but he will design one. And if I could have my wish – if i ever get to do a tiny a shed home or tiny home neighborhood he would totally design the outside you know the the landscape of it cuz it's amazing they put them around gathering areas right and um, make courtyards if you will and um i it just makes it feel so much homier than you know being on a strip and somebody right. driving by your house it's and well, and, and, very different
0: and that's one of the things that appeals most to me about his designs and again i i know a little bit Right. I know enough to be dangerous. Beth knows a lot about Ross Chapin, but um,
1: I, I don't I, think I, I'm a stalker.
0: I, no, you're not a stalker <laughs> yet. Um but, but, he, but he, you know me. the the community spaces is, is something that's really lacking these days. We used to have. Uh, town squares or concerts. I mean, in in many cities now, they're building those in when they build new yes. city halls and things like that. They're or, building that back in.
1: Right. Or the, the new outdoor malls are centered yep. around a courtyard concept and because of the things, people want a place to gather. That's
0: right. And that's one of the things that we've learned from COVID is that interaction with other people is incredibly important to humans, right. uh, just like dogs interact with other dogs and cats. Cats don't interact with anybody. Yeah. But um, it's incredibly important for us to have that one-on-one I- interaction or even group interaction, small group interaction is very important. Uh, so to have a, a, a pocket neighborhood that has that community gathering space in it, and we've already, I mean, on paper and in our heads, Beth and I have already kind of designed uh the kind of neighborhoods that we would like and mine always start off the first thing is with the community area right you know a large area with um uh you know picnic tables and grills and uh, a, a place to gather and watch football games, or to have football games, or, or whatever it is that the community wants to do. But that's—it's just so important to be able to do that.
1: Right. And sadly, our building codes and things that are crafted don't take that into account. But little by little, things are changing. That's and right. And I think we just people like us and people that are that are really cognizant of what is working and what's not working are working really hard to make some of these changes in the building codes. Right. So that's so, cool. So the
0: awesome takeaway so, from that story so it, is go, the tiny house. I mean, the the um, Habitat for Humanity
1: is now is doing.
0: now doing tiny houses.
1: Right, and if they don't have anybody to move in, I can promise you that I will go
0: <laughs>
1: part time. But Part-time. I will go.
0: And just you'll be the model, oh, and the home is the I will model, be the and model. you're the you're the right. resident model. Right. Uh, the second uh, news story we wanted to look at, which also involves tiny homes, um. Is in Raywood, Texas. Now I'm not familiar with Ray, where Raywood, Texas is. It sounds like it's in the middle of uh, nowhere.
1: Well, Texas is big.
0: They, uh, Texas is big.
1: So there is a lot of nowhere.
0: That's true. I've been in I a lot of that. I no, guess we nowhere. shouldn't say
1: that. That could be insulting. That could. I mean, be. You choose what you want where you want to live. Well, I mean, people would say we live in the middle of nowhere. One of
0: my hospitals uh, when I when I ran emergency departments was in the middle of nowhere. Right. I mean, it was. Uh,
1: long yeah, way from anything. it was a
0: long way from anything.
1: Anyway, they're building tiny homes there.
0: They're, they are. They're building tiny homes for vets there.
1: It's awesome.
0: And uh, a woman is allowing them to be built on her 98 acres. And that's they, so amazing. I, it is amazing. And and I think that's the other thing that can move uh, a lot of, of housing needs for veterans forward is if people that own ranches or people that own farms and they're not using... 5 acres of that farm as as long as you know you can get to it and there's you can get water and electricity and things like that there what a great thing it would be to to donate some of that land to veterans that need a place to live and then somebody come out uh, they're they're working with um, a high school down there for for people to come out and uh and help um the kids to come out and help build these houses and then they're developing a relationship with the vets which I think is incredibly important. Yeah. I've always had uh, when I was a kid my dad was a surgeon uh, at the VA hospital in Atlanta and uh, I would go make rounds with him but these were before HIPAA and um, you HIPAA, know I, I
1: just, HIPAA meaning you can't um, you can't see the care the protection act or whatever. Right. It's the yeah, Health yeah, Information uh, Protection uh, Act or uh, something.
0: Portability Act. Whatever. Um, but one of the things of HIPAA is that basically it wouldn't allow physicians to take their children yeah. to meet their patients. Uh, and i got to tell you, i met a lot of really neat patients over my life. Some of them scared me, to be honest with you, and I won't tell you why. But, um, you know, it helped me develop a relationship and, a, and an appreciation for... Uh, World War One vets and World War II and Korea vets and and even Vietnam vets. I had a good time with a couple of Vietnam vets.
1: I can't believe you met any World War One. There
0: vets. were World War One vets at the VA Whoa. hospital in Atlanta when I was a kid.
1: Wow, that's going way back. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. You know. I think we talked a little bit about when we went to Savannah. We found this vet, veterans thing. Right. And honestly, guys, those are the tiniest tiny houses I've ever seen. They They're are. like ten by twelve, and they've got a bathroom, a kitchen. And a bed, now, uh, they may not even be tents, right. 10, they may be 8 a, feet deep.
0: Now, the, the ones in um, in uh, Texas that they're building are 200 square feet yeah, and basically like a bedroom, um, uh, like a sitting area. Um, they don't have a kitchen in them, but there's a, a bedroom um, and uh, they it's have like a refrigerator, a shared microwave, shared thing like that. Well, the bathrooms are all common bathrooms, so I don't know if they're going to do them like campground bathrooms or what. But yeah, that's I mean, part of the thing is is to have – so you're not so enclosed in your own environment. They want the vets to get out and talk to other vets and interact with Well, and if it were my choice, people.
1: I'd put the kitchen as a shared thing, and yeah. I'd have my own, own private, private bathroom. <laughs> Especially <laughs> on those days that you don't feel well. But it could be a septic problem, too. I mean, septic is expensive. Right. It may
0: just be a, an issue of, of getting plumbing there and all um, that kind of septic, fun stuff. Septic, yeah. So those are the two – Tiny House News is today. I'm looking for shed news, but there's not much shed news that's out there. Well, we have to make it. We do have to make it. So...
1: Speaking of that.
0: Tell about your, your workshop again.
1: Okay, I had to write it down because I've given it this funky name and that's what I th- thought I had written. I, that's one <laughs> of the other things I thought I had written down. Um, but I am running a workshop for if anybody who wants to um, learn how to do this. I am putting every bit of information that I can, a lot of reference information, where to find land, how to figure out your building codes in your area, where you can put a tiny house, um, you know, every piece of information I can, how to go legal with it. Um, and I'm calling it. Are you ready? I'm ready. The Tiny Home Sweet Home Get Her Done Black Friday Workshop.
0: Get her done.
1: Get her done. Because a lot of people dream about it, but then they never really make any strides toward doing it. Well, so isn't that what we do is, with most of our dreams? Well, Sure. So And dreams are easy, but the execution of that is hard. Right. Uh, and we found that out ourselves. So if you're interested in that, just email RadioTinyHouse at gmail.com and say, I want in, and we'll figure, get you all the details. I want in? I want in. That's and we'll get you all easy. the details.
0: That's good. You don't have to type any code or anything nope, like that?
1: No, I want in. Cool. So it's RadioTinyHouse at gmail.com. Awesome. And we'll get you in.
0: All right. So um, going to mention our sponsor one more time. Uh, Rhapsody and Blooms, Uh, again, this is uh, full disclosure, Uh, Robin, the owner of Rhapsody and Blooms, is our florist daughter.
1: Florist daughter.
0: And uh, you can check them out at rhapsodyandblooms.com.
1: She is the one that does not live with us. She does not live with us. She lives in the big city.
0: Right. And you can, uh, of course, check us out at uh, radiotinyhouse.com. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube soon at uh, Tiny Houses Shed Homes, um, or on Facebook at Tiny Houses Shed Homes, or at our original group also, which our is Facebook page, yeah, Facebook page, which is My Tough Shed Home,
1: and that's where we have featured the house that's gone viral. Yes, on My Tough Shed Home, <laughs> uh, and you know we last time I don't know last time there was like two hundred and fifty thousand shares on one of the bloggers right. posts, so. Obviously, people want to do this. The The idea of finding your house in the Home Depot parking lot and turning it into something that's a real home right. is really capturing the imagination of a lot of people right now. And so we're happy to provide whatever help we can to get you to do that.
0: Yep. That's exactly right. So. I think that's it. I, I think that's it. Well, thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. I'm Barry Smith.
1: I'm Beth Smith. And
0: we will see you next Tuesday.
1: Maybe morning, maybe afternoon. Sometime after.
0: during the day. That's right. Have a great week.